Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. Okay. I'm going to say, these two I just brought for decoration. I'm not using them. But because I usually see my pastor come up with many books, so I decided that let me to follow suits. Um, I want to thank my pastors um, for this opportunity. I don't take it for granted to be able to speak to you today. My name is Elizabeth. I'm part of the Young Adults, the, um, the Lord's Battle Arcs in uh, Christ Chapel Berry. Um, I want to thank um, my family for supporting me in this endeavor. I want to thank all of Christ Chapel. We appreciate you. Give it yourselves a round of applause. I appreciate you all. I want to thank technical department for helping me out. I want to thank the city of Barrie. Please, I'm trying to take time because in my mind, I'm not supposed to be here today. <laughs> I was imagining somebody else was gonna be here today. So please permit me. I'm trying to reduce my time, just small. Reduce it small. So that <laughs> the Holy Spirit will just help me. Um, let's pray. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord God, we magnify you and we exalt you. Be thou glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Today, Father God, we've come not to any man but to you, O oh God. We have come, Lord God, saying that we are willing, that we are ready to be used by you, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that today is the day of your power. And we know, Lord God, that we want to be used by you. So, Father God, come into this place and fill this atmosphere in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, Lord. Let the words that I speak, Father God, come from your throne above straight in the name of Jesus. Let me not speak anything of myself, Lord God, but let your Holy Spirit inspire my words in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross Slides, please. I have heard thy voice as he spoke. I was dreaming. 
slide please we're going to go into king james psalms 110 verse 3 psalms 110 verse 3 please if you have your you can go ahead and sit down choir thank you so much if you have your bibles please turn to it please turn to it we don't want to say that so that's not what psalms 110 says so thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. I know I lost half the room when I went to the beauties of holiness, so I want us to go ahead and read it in the message translation. The message translation. Your people will freely join you, resplendent in holy armor, on the great day of your conquest. Join you at the fresh break of day, Join you with all the vigor of youth. Hallelujah, church. Amen. Um, and then I want us to go ahead and read the Amplified Classic Version. I like reading different versions because it can open up the scriptures a little bit better. Your people will offer themselves willingly in the day of your power, in the beauties of holiness, and in holy array, out of the womb of the morning, to you will spring forth your young men who are as the dew. I want to talk to us today about um, exemplifying that verse. When I was thinking about this message, the Holy Spirit was breaking it down to me um, in such a way that he painted a picture for me. And the picture that I saw was Jesus Christ going ahead at the break of day, going into battle, and an entire army following behind him, going up the hill, going and knowing that they were going to accomplish the victory. Amen? So the Holy Spirit was just telling me how I could be part of that picture. So today, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to gist you about how the Holy Spirit was talking to me. And then uh, I hope that you guys can take something away from it. Amen? The first thing that he highlighted to me, thy people, thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. Thy people shall be willing. The first thing he said to me was, I must be willing. I must be willing. But willing to do what? Romans 12, 1 and Matthew 28, 19. Matthew 28, 19 explains to us um, what Jesus had said before he went, uh, before, he, before he went back to uh, heaven after he had died and resurrected. So it says, therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You must be willing to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen? Amen. 
Then Romans 12:1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. We must be willing to offer ourselves as living sacrifices to him. Amen? So the first thing that I thought of when it comes to being willing, the first thing that came to my mind was all of my excuses. Eh, I don't have time like that, Lord. You know, I, I have a lot of things to do. And the Holy Spirit broke down, told me something. You know, there are a few excuses that we give, but two st stood out to me for this particular service that we're too young or we're too old. It's a young adult service, so I want be to be able to talk to the young people and the older people, unless you think of yourself as beautiful. In that case, listen to both of them or <laughs> just one. Um, but the first excuse and the most, most popular excuse that I've ever heard and I've ever used is that we're too young. We're too young to give ourselves and to be willing to be used by God the way he wants us to be used. Coming to church every Sunday is good, but don't let it become a religious act. Where's your heart when you're here? What are you thinking about when you're here? Why don't you come to the other services? Think about those questions. Why do you do that? For young people, we think that, really, we have time. And in our minds, we think that, you know, maybe before we're getting married, or once we're married, or after we've had children, it will just make sense, you understand? It will just make sense to have a real relationship, a strong relationship with God. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard that excuse or made that excuse. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but I definitely have. And one thing that I remembered was when I was a lot younger, my aunt used to tell me all the time, you're not too young, you're not too young. And it always used to come when she was talking about or when we were in church, they're worshiping, they're praying. Maybe they closed children's church and they said all children should stay in the adult's church. And she would say, you're not too young. You're not too young to pray. You're not too young to fast. You're not too young to have a real relationship with God. And that stuck with me. And every time I had the excuse that, you know, I just want to enjoy, you know, my young days. I want to enjoy this time. You know, once I get up there, I'll have more of a reason you know, to serve God. I'll have more of a reason to have a real, because I have children then, I'll have bills to pay. Yeah, that makes more sense to have a real relationship with God. But God said, no, it's a lie to say that we still have time or that there's a better time to serve God. If today is not the perfect time to serve God, there'll never be a better day. And in fact, if you wait, instead of serving God or be willing to be used by God right now when your heart is just in it, you'll be forced to do it when necessity asks for it. When children are sick, when your husband is acting strange or your wife is acting strange, when your job decides that they don't need you anymore and they sack you, not you, them. <laughs> but that is when you'll decide that, okay, I really need to know this God for myself and that's wrong. It's wrong because it doesn't come from the heart. Remember, we don't want to be religious when we're, when we're worshiping God. We want to do it with a true heart towards him, a true relationship with him. Amen? And the truth is that you actually don't have time. Because the Bible even says, don't say that tomorrow we'll do this or we'll do that. Say that by the grace of God. I don't pray that anybody is gone tomorrow, but what if so? So you're just saying that since Canada statistics have said that, I should be able to live to about 80. 
therefore I have time. It's very wrong. We should be able to live our lives every day like it's the last and not be afraid of what we haven't done or what we have done because we lived every day with the full consciousness of who we were in Christ and growing more and more into the image of God. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Another version says, don't let anyone despise you because you're young. A lot of times, it's not even peop older people that are telling us or that are making us feel um, wrong if we decide to have a real relationship with God. Sometimes it's the people around you that have not decided to do that themselves. So it's not that they really despise you, it's just that church is call called a, a fast, for example, and you feel like I should be a part. On Monday morning, your friends call you. Okay, we're going out to lunch at 12. Where do you want to go? And then you're saying, oh, uh, I'm not going to go with you. Your friend that's also in Churchill that was there that heard when the announcement was called. And she says, but why not? And you say, well, I mean, we are, we're, we're fasting in church. so," I'm And then she's like, oh, you're, you're doing that? Oh, oh, okay. So you see that the embarrassment has already started to form inside your mind that, am I doing the right thing? Am I too young for this? Should I be waiting till I'm a mummy or a daddy before I start getting into the things of God? So don't let anybody, don't let anybody, let me tell you something, anybody that cannot be a friend to you in the way that God wants you to have friends, iron sharpening iron is not a friend. They're an acquaintance at best. You can only be around them when it comes to certain kind. Maybe they give you some good job advice or they help you with some. You cannot be, you cannot allow somebody that doesn't have a real relationship with God or is not working towards it to ever have a say in your own life. Anybody that makes you uncomfortable about your decision to worship God more, to follow him more, to be closer to him is not a friend. Don't keep them around. Don't keep them close to you. So I said I was going to talk to the older people and the younger people. 1 Samuel 17, 26, before I go into there. David made a speech, and David, he had, first of all, if you don't know who David was, David was uh, one of the kings of Israel, but at this time in the uh, scripture, he's very young. He's just been anointed king, but he hasn't been called out yet. So he goes to visit his brothers on the battlefield that are fighting a war against the Philistines. The Philistines have this big, huge, giant fighting for them, and he's been taunting them, saying all kinds of nonsense, Bring out your best warrior. I'll defeat him now. And all of Israel is afraid of this guy. He's a giant. He's big. And nobody can really face him. Then this small boy that I think he was maybe 17 or 19. Pastor, sorry. I don't know. I don't know how old he was. But he was very young. Yeah, he was around 17, 19. Very young. And listen to what this, this man says. Sorry. Let me, advise, let me say this boy because he's not yet... Like, he's, he's, just, he's still very young. But he says, then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, to the soldiers. What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes the disgrace of his taunting from Israel? Listen to this. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he has taunted and defies the armies of the living God? Now, you two, you look at it. You have nothing. You haven't been trained in warfare or anything like that. Somebody comes up against you, fully trained, fully armed. Everybody around you is afraid, including your parents. 
including everybody. The prime minister was even afraid because the king was also there and he was also saying, you don't know what to do. Just, just try to hold your ground. Everybody's afraid and you have the audacity to come up, stand up and say, who is this? This was a serious threat, by the way. I know it doesn't really make sense to us, but this is a serious insult. Who is this guy that he has the, 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 the effrontery to come and tell us and talk nonsense about the Lord's living? So how could he do that? He had a real relationship with God. If he hadn't have known, if he didn't know the man or the God standing behind him, standing with him, going before him, he could never have that kind of audacity. What things are you being faced with right now that are, that are, are what things are you facing that are dominating over you right now, are inspiring fear inside of you, is it inspiring, are, are bringing fear inside your life? Why can't you speak to that thing and say it can't be? You have no right here. You have no right in my home. You have no right in my family. You have no right in my life. Why can't you say that? If you don't know the God you're serving, if you're not striving for a real relationship with him, you can't do it. You can't do it. So young people, you are not too young. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Amen. I'm going to the older people, and I think I'm running out of time. I had four things, but we'll continue in young adult meeting, possibly. <laughs> um, so the older generation... The old generation, they like to say, I'm just, uh, from my research, maybe it's wrong, but one of the things that I believe that we like to say is that we don't really have the time. We don't really have the time anymore. You know, we have so many children to take care of, so many responsibilities, bills, things, but we don't really have the time to be willing and to sacrifice so much for God anymore. It's just, time has passed too much. It, it, you know, it's okay, I'll just come to church, I'll just do the main thing, and then go my merry way. God understands. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's not true. And let me tell you something. If God didn't have something for you to do still on earth, you wouldn't still be here. And the day that you don't have anything left to do on earth, you won't have time to ask questions. You'll already be gone. So if you're still here, don't underestimate what God ha will have you do. Don't limit it to just uh, raising your children or taking care of this and that or paying the bills. Don't limit it to that. You have no idea what God could have in store for you still, even now. Right? So I want us to go to, uh, go to Romans 4.19. Because I believe that there are dreams here that need to be given new life. I believe that there is vision. There are visions here that need to be realized. You have to understand, as a child of God, you are an answer to a problem. You are a solution in this world. My God isn't a God that doesn't have strategy. He has... He has <laughs> His strategies have strategies. He knows exactly why you were born in this time. You are in this country for such a time as this. You weren't born in 3022 and you weren't born in 1922. You were born at the time that you were born to solve a unique problem that only you can solve. Jake Appella said this. He said, not being fully yourself is like being a distortion of God's image. So can you imagine? God didn't decide that he wants to copy and paste some pastor into your life. He's not, you're not supposed to be pastor. You're not supposed to be some other man of God or woman of God that you admire. You're supposed to be uniquely you, but having a real relationship with God. And if you don't do that, you are a distortion of his image. You are not truly showing forth the glory of God. That is heavy. I think somebody should clap there. That is heavy. When I heard that, that was heavy. So, um, our older people as well. So... Um, we have Romans 4.19, Romans 
And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Next verse. Verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I want to believe that we have something in mind, even as I'm speaking right now. And I want to tell you that if you will give it to God, God can bring it to life again. I want to tell you that God, even if you don't have any dreams or uh, ideas for yourself, God has dreams and ideas for you. Your life here is not by mistake. It's not by accident. God isn't saying that, oh, okay, these people should actually be leaving this earth now, but there's not enough room in heaven for now. So please, we're starting building projects to expand heaven. Mean, in the meantime, let them just enjoy here and then... I'll bring them to heaven. No, he has a reason for you being here. So don't think that you are too old. You've gone too far. And you don't have time anymore. You have time. You have time. And let me tell you something. If God was intimidated by your age, if he was scared, if he said that, oh, this person has already gone, <laughs> this person has already gone far. This person has already, you know, they've already have kids. They've already made too many mistakes. If God was threatened by that, your age, mm, he wouldn't delight in us calling him the ancient of days. He would say, Please don't call me ancient, call me young, baby of days. You know, I'm not that old. But God didn't say that. He's not threatened by anything that has happened in your life at all, including your age. So don't think that your life is over. Your life is just beginning if you will give him a chance. Amen? Amen. Amen. My time is up. <laughs> um, and as much as I want to keep going, I don't want to extend the service any longer. So I'll just say this. Um, God is asking us to be willing in this season. He's forming an army. He's doing some new things. There are some industries that need to hear your own voice because he knows that through your voice, God's voice will be heard. He needs representatives in all areas of this life. So don't think. Don't think little of yourself. It's all about the mindset. God thinks so highly of you. He knows he can do great things through you, but do you think that you can do great things? Do you think that you're usable by God, and are you ready to pay the price for that? I want us to just bow our heads. If you're not a child, a born-again child of God, this message, um, unfortunately, is not for you. Um, God can only use willing vessels, and it starts with you asking God, Jesus Christ, to be a part of your life. Um, and if anybody is in the service right now, and you believe that God is leading you to, uh, to have a life with him, to renew the ideas in your mind, to do something new, to do something great, to be useful, in his, in, in his kingdom. I want you to just raise your hand. All, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Just raise your hand if you want to just give your life to Christ this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of us just begin to magnify God, just begin to praise him. Just begin to ask him, Lord, what would you have me do? Lord, how have I been holding back from you? Lord, change my mindset. I want to think anew. I want to do more. My life isn't over. My life isn't over. It's not, uh, I'm not, I'm not too old to start and I'm not too young to begin. I'm not too young that I have so much time left before me. Lord, use me. I'm willing today. I'm willing to be used in the day of your power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name. Father, we magnify you and we exalt you.
We thank you, Father, for a Sunday like today. We bless your holy name because you have allowed us to learn something new at your feet. Be thou exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and I declare the ideas that you are stirring up in your people, Lord God, they shall come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. The visions that haven't been realized, the plans that have been left to dust, Lord God, you are, you are reviving them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord God, anybody that has despised the days of the youth, Father, Lord God, we decree and we declare, Lord God, that they are separating themselves from them in the mighty name of Jesus. They're moving on ahead in the mighty name of Jesus, in your power and in your glory, in the mighty name of Jesus. We exalt you, we magnify you, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout hallelujah, somebody.